Hi and welcome to Tati Bryant Systems Podcast. I'm Scott Bryant and this podcast is all about my dyslexia journey and how to overcome dyslexia and how I changed everything in my life through not letting dyslexia be a burden but try and find ways of overcoming dyslexia and stuff like that. So here we go. So uh, I went to school in my teens. I'm now 49. I left school when I was 16. I think now you leave school at 18 or 21. So things have changed. Uh, But when I was at school, uh, dyslexia wasn't that highly recognised. They didn't understand it fully and they certainly didn't give me uh, any help in which to think about my future. So while I was at school, I was daydreaming, fighting, getting into trouble a lot of the time. But I was really good at sports, so I used to sprint for the school, played some rugby, a little bit of cricket, but got into trouble for doing that. But mainly I was a sprinter and swimming at school, and I loved swimming and I loved sprinting. So uh, I realised I was really good at sports, and one of my teachers, uh, Oliver Cavigioli, still remember his name he's still alive today and I'm still in contact with him and uh, he taught me how to how to weightlift and how to train the physical body and when I was doing that uh, lifting weights I really enjoyed and I liked the idea of getting myself uh, bigger stronger and faster for sprinting so as I was getting into that I found that my dyslexia I didn't think it would be a problem when I left school but it it really was you know I was going for different jobs and couldn't get them because filling out an application form was quite a feat for me at that time and uh, my brother-in-law managed to get me in a window company and when I was working there I worked really hard I always set the bar a little bit higher than the other guys so when I was there I didn't really like that very much and then I become a pot wash boy in a in a in a kitchen and when I was doing the pot wash washing I wanted to get into catering or I thought that's what I wanted to do and and while I was doing this I was still lifting weights in the gym and stuff like that and after uh, doing pot washing for nearly two years my head chef sent me to college and I went to Dagenham Heathway College and learned how to become a chef because you know cooking is all practical stuff apart from when you're cooking cakes and stuff like that that's when you've got to measure stuff out and blend stuff together so I learned practically how to cook which was really brilliant for me because uh, as I've grown up I spent a lot of time on my own so I've had to learn how to cook cook for myself and cook for my girlfriends when I've had them so with dyslexia I didn't really read that much didn't really learn that much but when I was at college I had to read practical cookery in which to get my seating guild 706 706 1 and 2 and uh, when I got that that was a big buzz and I started to realize that maybe being dyslexic wasn't much of a problem but still if I needed to spell stuff or write stuff it become are quite difficult keep asking people how to spell stuff and stuff like that but most people are quite nice and they would help me so after becoming uh, a chef i had done that for a little while then I went and worked at uh, Argos in the dispatch area and we was loading up lorries and 
loading up magazines and uh, the Argos magazines and stuff like that. That was a job and I didn't really, it was night work, shift work, it was alright, it wasn't really me. I was still training, still going to the gym. Then uh, a friend of mine said, oh Scott, you're a, you're a big guy, why don't you become a doorman? He said, you ain't got to do any reading, writing or spelling and you've just got to be standing there and learn how to talk to people and ask them to leave when they need to leave and let them in when they're going to be let in. So I started doing the door work and done it for about seven years. But then realised there was still something not right. And uh, another friend of mine said to me, why don't you become a physical trainer? Because like it's going to be massive. And in 2000, I was having a big change in my life. And then I decided to become a personal trainer. When I done the first course for the personal trainer award with the YMCA, I had to uh, really, really study that. Like all the manuals, there was about nine manuals. I read them three, four, five times to make sure it was in my head. Then done the exam and got my personal trainer award. And then I realized that uh, many, or much of what I learned was not really enough for what people come to you with as a personal trainer so some people come for fat loss but then they might have a forward head they may have inverted breathing pattern they may have anterior pelvic tilt they may have abdominals that are not firing correctly to keep the back strong so you you see all these other problems and then all of a sudden I realized that you know all these years of weightlifting that I was doing my passion and I found out that I really loved the craft of helping people get fitter, stronger, leaner and faster. And it was a real buzz to me and then I decided, right, I need to learn more and then all of a sudden I started buying all these books. And I studied a a course on speed reading so I learned how to speed read and that really helped me with my dyslexia because it helped me to... uh, you know, not read the whole book and tire myself out, but to go to the main chapters that I really wanted to learn and understand. So, uh, 20 years on, I've read over a thousand books on diet, lifestyle, nutrition, health, healing, detoxification. Indu using the speed reading way of learning, and that really, really helped me. And I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't they show me this when I was at school? So after speed reading uh, and becoming a trainer, I realized that goal setting was really important. And you know what? Every goal that I wrote down, I achieved. And it was an amazing buzz to be able to achieve that uh, or realize that goal setting works on the subconscious and conscious mind, but the subconscious is a hundred times more or a thousand times more powerful than the conscious mind. So if there's certain things you want in your life, you need to work on your subconscious mind, not the conscious mind. And goal setting enables you to do that by you writing everything down, visualizing it, meditating on it and making it happen. And I couldn't believe this. So I set my goal of becoming debt free. I set another goal of becoming a Paul Check master Czech practitioner because in the standard of the fitness industry, he's the gold standard studying because it's six years. 
Whereas a physio does three years, an osteopath does three years, but a doctor does six years. So after this six years of studying and learning lots and lots and lots of fantastic stuff, I realised that being dyslexic wasn't really my problem anymore, but I still can't spell as well as I'd like to, but uh, I don't think you can cure dyslexia. One time, this is many moons ago, I went to the job centre and the woman went to me, uh, oh Scott, so have you got any disabilities? And I said, yeah, I've got dyslexia. And she went, "Uh, but you're a master trainer, how can you be dyslexic? Can I see the proof? So I went home, got the proof because I had some tests done to find out how I can improve it and get over it even more. And she went, oh, that's that's five years old. You're not dyslexic anymore. And I went, hang on a minute. Dyslexia is something that you have all your life. It doesn't really disappear, but you learn strategies of how to overcome it. And that's definitely what I've done. Then I had a dream and a vision of writing my own book, which was really hard work. But the Apple phone really helped. So Steve Jobs himself was dyslexic. And I've got an Apple iPad and I've got an Apple Mac and I've got an Apple phone. And I realised I can talk my story into the phone, which I'm doing now to be able to upload this audio. And to be able to write my book and get it out there. I found a ghostwriter and the ghostwriter helped me as well because I'd speak to him what I wanted in the book then he'd format it get it all together then I found the publishers to get it out there so slowly slowly and surely I realized that dyslexia is only a burden or a block if you let it become a block and this is why I wanted to do this uh, podcast today to let other dyslexics know that There's many other dyslexics out there and many famous people that were dyslexic like Tom Cruise, Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Einstein, uh, Prince Charles is a little bit dyslexic. Uh, So you've got these mega, mega, mega famous people that uh, had dyslexia, Whoopi Goldberg dyslexic as well. Uh, There's many, many names which I've named in my new book. that had a form of dyslexia maybe not as severe as uh, mine or maybe as severe as mine I will never know because I don't know these people personally but it's really important to not see it as a hindrance don't let it block you you know because of the the Apple computer or maybe all computers but the Apple one I found the best so far is that you know you can talk into the phone you can do a podcast you can talk into your phone and uh, set, you know, send a message to yourself if you're doing a blog for your website, for argument's sake. Or you could use the phone instead of sending texts to people, you could do a voice message to people now. So the, the Apple invention, not the early days, but the later inventions from the 2000s or 2005, 2006, has been a game changer for me and my business. And it's really, really helped me in so many ways. And, you know, if you're dyslexic, you've got a dream of writing a book, then contact me and I'll tell you how to do it. Uh, But it really does work. It really does work using these new products that can really help you overcome it. Obviously, 
if you're really severely dyslexic more than mine and you're uh, speaking the words into into your phone and it comes up misspelled then that could be a problem but that's why you get a ghostwriter or an editor if you're writing a book or doing a blog to check it to make sure the punctuations and full stops and grammar is all correct so I pay people to do that so uh, I think it's really important if you've got a disability to make sure you don't let it block you but then you uh, employ other people to do the things that you can't do so my accounts my accountant's been doing for 12 years so I don't have to do that and if I'm doing a blog I will get a friend or a colleague to check the blog to make sure there's no spelling mistakes and the same with uh, when it comes to doing the audios I will double check them and edit them if I need to so really really important that you have your dream team in your army army force in which to make sure that you you know progress and improve and keep going forward and surround yourself if you're a dyslexic not with other dyslexics other people that have the strengths that you haven't got so then that way they can help you on your journey to going forward so the guy that helped me write the book had a PhD uh, the person that helps me to write my blogs as a degree uh, I'm not saying that degrees uh, make anybody anybody better than anybody else but obviously having that certificate or that name helps a little bit so then I uh, learned about uh, a system called the brain gym and that's just absolutely brilliant and there's a book on the the brain gym uh, yeah the brain gym and me Paul E Dennis reclaiming your pleasure of learning and the biggest thing for dyslexics or anyone out there really is the the job that you do you must absolutely passionately love if you absolutely passionately love your job then you will spend hours out of getting paid time like I do like I'm self-employed so today I'm doing this blog it's 14 minutes of my time so far but I'm enjoying doing this so it's really important that you don't spend your life on this planet doing a nine to five that you hate do a nine to five that you love that you feel rewarded by that gives you a sense of you know upliftment at the end of the day so let's say you're one of my clients when I'm training you I'm, I feel absolutely fantastic when I'm training a client or when I'm working out what they need to do with their diet or I'm looking at their posture and measuring it all and making sure that they're doing their program so we keep getting the improvement and the change in their body and throughout all the different jobs I've done and I've done a lot of different jobs not for very long but done many many different jobs this is the only job that I found that I really loved but the the annoying thing is that it took me till I was 30 to find out what I wanted to really do and this is because of the chakra system the energy system in the body changes you know every seven years so in 2000 most people that I knew that was doing door work or security work left and did something else 
So I think the 2000 was, you know, they said the planet was going to end and the computer was going to crash and all this type of stuff. It was all nonsense. But obviously the year 2000 was a big changing year for many, many people that I know. Even clients that I know that I speak to said, how was 2000? Oh, yeah, that's when I went into a different career. Oh, that's when I got married. Or that's when I had uh, my first child and stuff like that. So it was a, a big date and a big change for many people. But the fundamental thing that I learned is that I learned how to meditate. I learned how to relax. I learned how to fuel my brain for studying. And I learned how to exercise my brain for studying. They say that it takes uh, about eight weeks to change the brain pattern of any limited beliefs that you may have. And they say eight weeks to change the brain connection in meditation. So if you meditate, you end up getting a deeper connection to yourself. I get lots of insights about business and about how to change my website or how to do something new or different in which to uh, keep advancing in my career. And that's the great thing about personal training. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to physically training somebody. You're helping them mentally, emotionally, and uh, spiritually as well. So all these elements that I have learned about in my job are just, are just phenomenal. So my top tips for dyslexics out there is one, if you're going to do an exam, make sure you sleep well the night before. On that day, make sure you eat, on the exam day, make sure you eat good amounts of protein and fats to give your brain energy. Do some light rhythmic exercise before you do your exam and this will enable you to switch the brain on. There's a special exercise that you can do which is called the figure of eight exercise where you walk like as if you're walking along a, a rope but it's in a figure of eight and that helps left and right brain hemispheres to rejoin up. Uh, the next thing that you can do is do something relaxing before you do your exam like some light meditation or some breath work and this will help you to uh, switch on your brain more for when you go and do your exam. The next thing is uh, really important is self-belief. If you don't have self-belief about yourself then you're blocking yourself from day one and to be able to achieve the, what I've achieved, become a master chat practitioner, nutritional lifestyle coach, uh, corrective exercise specialist, shaman practitioner, sound healer, book author. So all these things that I've achieved, but I wouldn't have achieved them without having a big dream and pushing myself to the max. And that's what weightlifting gave me. From training from an early age, I weighed nine stone, and my goal was to get to 15 stone. I'm now just under 14 because I like to be a bit leaner. But that was my overall goal. And how I have to push myself in the gym, I use that the same with my business. So I put that into my business mindset. So I've set myself a goal of writing three uh, books. So the second book will be out this year. And the third book will be out the following year. Because it takes roughly about a year to get all your info out of your head into the book and to research what you're talking about so then people know that it's the real deal and you're not just uh, bullshitting people. 
So really important to, you know, exercise every day or four days a week in which to get your brain turned on and to make sure that you uh, take good nutrition and good vitamins and minerals. Now there is uh, brain supplements that you can get but I've never really tried these so maybe I should try them and find out how that they can smart smart vitamins or something they call them take something like that and see if it really enhances my uh, level of learning I can remember working with a client and uh, she was dyslexic her sons and daughters were dyslexic but everybody in her family had a degree and uh, I've been coaching and mentoring a trainer in Southampton. He's called the living legend, the coach living legend, super strong guy, weighs uh, 70 kilos, uh, does 240 kilo deadlift, which is three times his body weight, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, and he was, he's dyslexic as well, but he's got a degree. So please, please, please don't let it stop you. Just because people, ridi- you know, people ridicule me for my spelling and stuff like that when I'm posting stuff on Facebook or wherever it is, but now I try and check it with Spell Checker or do it through the phone app, so then that way I know that there's no spelling mistakes. Okay, so don't listen to people that are going to put you down. Surround yourself with real positive people that can push you forward. And be honest, I've been honest with every single person that I meet that I have dyslexia. I don't advertise it, but if I have to do some arithmetic or I have to do some writing or some spelling, and they may pull me up about it, because I know what I've, I've written, but they may not be able to understand what I've written, then I'll explain to them that I've got, you know, dyslexia, uh, but it doesn't stop me from achieving stuff and working hard to keep going forward and to uh, always think outside the box. So what they find with dyslexics, you know, the positive sides of dyslexics, one, you'll think outside the box, two, you'll, you'll do more than what your competitors will because they'll let their lazy mind get in the way or they'll let their self doubt get in the way of, you know, really improving and doing something really marvelous. So all I will say to any dyslexic out there, if you need help and you want to find out how I've written written my two books or you want to know how did I get to the top of Google, if you put in Personal Fitness Trainer London, uh, I'm page one about number 12. That's all taken time and energy and keep watching videos and learning on how to do that. But if you have got dyslexia and you want that you're stuck in your life, you don't know where to go, then please, please drop me a message or go to my website, activebryantsystems.com. If you'd like a free copy, audio copy of my new book, go to uh, Active Bryant Systems and send me a message. And then I'll be more than happy to send you a free download, audible download of my book. Uh, holistic health for proper geezers classy ladies get the body and fitness you want i hope you've enjoyed this podcast on my dyslexia journey uh, the book will be covering this my second book will be covering dyslexia uh, but it will go much much deeper than the podcast uh, and hopefully it will help thousands of dyslexics and help them to believe in themselves and realize that it's not the dyslexia that's the blockage it's yourself 
So thank you very much for listening to me today. I hope you're enjoying my podcast. Please uh, listen to Bone Crusher. Bryant uh, is one of my podcasts, which is one of the popular ones at the moment, which is all about when I was a security person and my mate Robin Allen interviews me and it's very quite comical. So hope you enjoy that too. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Bye.